Ooh, Black Ooh, and Wild. Man, this is some good stoner talk right here. <laughs> wow. It's a fact. Pod hurts. You just don't feel in control. You forget things. You know you did something stupid, but you don't remember what. It just makes you lazy. You really feel alone. You forget things. It's a fact. Pot hurts. You're listening to Social Chronic. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Chronic Socials. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. Cowabunga! Here are your hosts, Tyler and Ross. I was actually eating when I started to watch the episode. So as soon as they started talking about fecal transplants, I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to have to come back to this later. But yeah, I actually learned something on South Park. I didn't really know that fecal transplants were a thing. Real deal, man. I had no idea. That's how you treat, what is it, C. diff? C. diff, which I don't know what that stands for specifically, but uh, bad bacteria in your gut, and you got to replace it with clean poo. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way to do it. I can't even imagine. Welcome into another edition of Social Chronic Podcast. No agenda today. We're just going to be kind of shooting the shit, I think is what the kids are calling it. So we got a couple new pieces. We were trying them out, got to feeling nice and getting right. And um, here we are. So we're just recording. But I want to jump back into this South Park discussion. My favorite episode of the entire season was where Shelly was anti-marijuana. <laughs> it was like the complete opposite of everything we've ever heard. Like he, like Randy was just so furious that Shelly was against marijuana. She's got a marijuana problem. Yeah, it was the exact opposite because they played it they played it off as if like, you know, from that 80s 90s angle yeah. where, you know, the parent catches their kid on weed. And it's the, but it's actually the exact opposite. It's the kid who hates weed and the parent that's trying to get their kids to do it. <laughs> They always seem how, like, even at, like, well, that would have been, like, almost 300 episodes. They still seem relevant. They still say, they say some crazy shit, and it just, it's funny. I've been saying this for years, ever since the episode of South Park where Stan's Little League baseball team, <laughs> and they don't want to play all summer, they go to, like, the State World Series, but... It was his dad, Randy, that all he wanted to do was just fight people. Like, like this was his calling to fight people at his kids' Little League game. Arresting me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself? I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> I am Bat-Dad. Yeah, Bat-Dad. Oh, my God. I forgot about Bat-Dad. <laughs> when people ask me, because I'm big into comedy, when people ask me who my favorite comedians are. Trey Parker and Yeah, I, I, I don't Is know. It, if, uh, I honestly don't know if it gets any better. I, I think the fact that, you know, obviously – the first couple of seasons, you're like, wow, this is incredible and stuff like that. But the fact that they've kept this going for what, 22, 21 seasons or yeah, something like that now? I think we're 23. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and they're and, only doing that. They're doing like Broadway sideshows yes, and shit like they, that. Yes. And it's just, uh, they act a whole, uh, the Book of Mormon did it, it won like a Tony or something yeah, like that it for did Best really Musical. Well. And that's based on a South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, how <laughs> that just shows their true genius. And when you're able to cross platform, like that i mean they're, they're very underrated as far as comedians go and not to mention did you know that back i believe it was when south park bigger longer and uncut came out they actually went to the oscars on lsd was that when he was in a dress or I, something, like, something that? like that like i think i think i vaguely remember that grainy video of them like 
Oh yeah. The balls. The ball, like the most prestigious thing in Hollywood. You know, you have to be proper. Like yeah. all the big stars are going to go there. And these two guys, you know, probably f- for a movie that nobody there wants anything to do with anything anyway at the time. And these guys walk in, they're like, nobody's going to take us seriously anyway. <laughs> well, might as well enjoy while we're there. We might know? as well drop some LSD. Why not? Oh, what was I? I had something in there that I was thinking about, but I can't. I can't remember what it was that they did. It's okay. Speaking of memory loss, what are we smoking today? Smoking today, it was a uh, platinum Kush, and that right there is how you know it was good. <laughs> <laughs> little dazed, little confused. Having oh, yeah. a great time though, man. It's a great smoke. Real light. It really is fruity, man. And you know what we actually did today? I don't know if, uh, if any of our listeners we we don't really talk about it on the account that much either. But we actually tried. It was a really. Uh, it was. The, it's been dubbed, or that's at least it was told us the most potent form of CBD. It was what was it called? Green crack. Green crack. And I know they have a THC version of that. And I didn't know they had a, a, a CBD, but it rated at night. Uh, I think it was like 10%. I, I don't have the thing on me. I think yeah. 10 or 19%. The, I know that's quite a range, but. But man, that was a smooth hit. It really was. And it, it smoked real well. Looks nice and sugary. Like just a fantastic. Okay. We, we have to talk about this because we, we brought it up several times. You actually brought it up earlier. There is no way in hell that if you're pulled over with CBD in the car, I mean, anybody, even, even me, somebody, you know, is experienced with the grass. Yeah, you know, man. I would, I would think it was 100% marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it looks, <laughs> there, there, there is no distinguishable difference in how it looks and, and a lot of ways and how it smells. Like I can tell the difference between a smell of a CBD, uh, high THC, but for someone who knows maybe even smoked a couple times or something like that, or a copy, you know, they obviously can't because they're drug tested. Then, you know, indistinguishable, indistinguishable. Can you tell. don't know. Yeah, you, you, no. you don't know. You could easily walk away in handcuffs. And at the same time, you know, I mean, I, I think we're in a place in America, unfortunately, where cops are, or fortunately where cops are, you know, kind of like, okay, whatever like, we, you got, yeah. you got as long, as long as you don't have like a book bag, just like full of it or something like that. Not try- oh, dude. I, I don't know if I told you this, but oh, we, God. uh, we went up to, um, me and a couple of buddies, we went up to the bank the other day. Um, and as we were headed back, you know, I should, pro- I should probably preface this by saying that when we were on our way up, we saw a bureau division drug vehicle in the, in the center of the highway, on our way up. Um, and it wasn't a trooper. It wasn't a local one. It was this all white suburban. It was DEA. Is that, is that how they come? Is the DEA? Is that, I don't know. I'm just assuming it, that's it what was it, like a drug enforcement, but it, it didn't, it didn't say DEA on it, but it was something so like it probably wasn't DEA. Then it was Bureau probably, of drug, like, I, th- enforcement I think and local shit like that. God, I should know this, but I think a lot of local departments actually have their own. Drug Special, okay. Right, right. So that could have been easy. Yeah. So we go up there, you know, do our thing, and then we're on our way back, and they're like, traffic is picked up quite a bit. And we're like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? And so we kind of creep up, and finally, you know, we kind of see the lights cusp up over the hill, and we sneak up, and it's there's not one, but there's two of those white Suburbans. Oh. And, you know, as we're kind of creeping along, you know, you can they've got all the doors open in the, in the backs up, and they're searching the vehicle, and right as we pass the vehicle, you look down, and there is no shit. I swear, they had to have been two or three pounds a piece, big bags of 
green leafy substance is what you would have to call them because I'm not a laboratory. But I'm, I'm dude, I'm telling they were fucking huge. They were fucking big old bundles. And like, wow. I was like, that's gotta be a bad day. That's not, that's not fun. And they had, like I said, you know, they, they don't usually have those out there. So I'm almost certain that they had some sort of a knowledge that it was coming that way. Cause I, I, I don't know. It just seemed like it, but I tell you what, it, it, it was like, Oh, like, Oh it shit. Get, like it, it gets still, your adrenaline boost. Yeah, a little bit. man. It's like, you were know, you carrying still? No. Oh, so you would have been okay. Then. Yeah, totally great. Right. You know? And, and you know, the most I really ever have, I mean, it's like a joint or something like that. So it's not like, I'm, they'll, I'm they'll, not they'll tell you to throw like, it in the street and then drive away. Yeah. Five like. or six pounds on me and shit like that. So, but it's like, when you see it and it's like, damn, like there's still, there still has to be that enforcement because there still is that, that that black market technically and where you got to go and but even still like so who's to say if if you go and buy a half pound of green crack inside of a place and they vacuum seal it and you have that in your car and you're on your way home but you have the receipt but i i just don't understand like i don't understand i don't understand how how it would be distinguishable if you were to say make that purchase and then swap it with something almost identical the same way life hack I don't know. I, I know this is like a really difficult area for enforcement when it comes to, you know, the police having to deal with that. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm very excited to see more open access, more regulation. I definitely would say, I would say not more regulation, but more structured regulation to open access and recreational use. So basically what you're saying is if you are in a state where it is illegal to have on you that terrible, terrible green grass. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the best thing you can possibly do is probably go to a you know smoke shop and get some CBD. Yeah, get a nice little receipt on you. But even then, still, I'm trying to figure out how exactly stores get their product like that. How do you keep quantities <laughs> like, like in that <laughs> sense without it? Like, is there? There's got to be a truck or somewhere around there that is carrying around bundles of fucking hemp and going from fucking smoke shop to smoke shop to gas station to gas station and and selling fucking marijuana legally. That's the reality where we're at right now, and it's just at a certain point where there's no more restrictions on which type of marijuana you're smoking. We're almost there. I I truly firmly, like, oh, we're in a couple of years out, but damn, man, I'm tired of fucking waiting. I, I, I From what I understand, this is even one of the more lenient conservative states that there are. You know, I think the South Carolina, I can't say South Carolinas, the Carolinas, they're fairly restrictive on their laws. Um, I think where we are is actually top, though. Is it? I think so. Oh, as, as far as regulation goes, not how much it's enforced. Like the enforcement, but the, like the, the enforcement's a whole different issue, but as far as the rules and regulations yeah. go, um, now Nashville itself, I think just recently, like decriminalizes a certain amount. They repealed that. I so or did they really? So the, the city oh passed God, it. Tennessee. The city passed <laughs> it. Tennessee said, no, you're not going to do that. You're going oh. to enforce that. <laughs> So it came from a higher court that they're like, well, you can't just, you can't just not, but it, it made sense. Like if they've got all this shit going on in a downtown city and the one thing that you're going to do is go around worrying about fucking half ounce bags or less, like they, get the fuck out of here. These places, got, Nashville's growing in crime. Nashville actually, you know, it's funny and God, we probably have like nobody listening from Tennessee because nobody has access to this stuff. <laughs> <in Tennessee>. But <laughs> it's funny as far as so everybody kind of knows that the situation we're in. It actually came out today. It was the top, like most, like uh, crime-ridden cities in America. Like the top five cities in Tennessee are all on the list, like including Clarksville. 
I believe that. Do you? Yes. I haven't been to Clarksville in a long time, so I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Um, it's a military town, and I hate ah, to say that about right. the okay. military, but it, you just you're bring- You're a military a, guy. You're, you're, you're allowed a, to say whatever A lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, and okay. there's, a, you know, there's a guarantee that there's always people coming with money when there's a military town. Everyone, there's always, say, you know, there were always sailors or soldiers or Marines or air, airmen. There, someone's always getting a paycheck every month, you know? And you just got to guarantee every time. And they're always going to be there. They're always going to be fresh. So every couple of years or pretty much there's a constant supply of new and outgoing. So, you know, when you think of cities that you go to that you're like major tourism spots. Like Clarksville. Yeah, like Clarksville. <laughs> this beautiful Destin Clarksville in the middle of Tennessee. But, you know, and like, you know, some people can make like bases and place like that their their entire career at the one spot but from my understanding for the majority of you know service people they jump from place to place to place to place to place i can tell you like locals when they live in most military towns if they're not military there's a good chance that they're just kind of irritated with the because the I, I, there's just some sort of like orneriness it's a different energy say. yeah it sure as shit right. is and that's a damn good way to put it um, and for, I mean, that's based off structure and the right. way that it, it probably not for better, know. not for worse. Yeah. Just preference. It's just, yeah, that's how it is. Um, so, you know, I could, I could definitely see why, why Clarksville is cause I mean, you're, you're, you're just constantly producing, I don't want to say like testosterone based, but like, like juice, like, like you're just trying to get juice. Like you're always trying to be ready. You're always trying to fight and you got to let that, like, you got to let that out somewhere. Right. You go out and party and you go out and you, you, you think you're going to die young. And so you live hard. And shit like that. And, you know, sometimes people All live right. a little too hard. All right, stop. Take it back to the last thing you say. This is a legitimate question because I've never been in the military. I clearly am not cut out for the military. I'm cut out for, like, a bakery. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> but, like, you said what you just said because, you you know, you might as well throw down now because you think you're going to die. Young. Yeah, die young. Is this, in the military, is this, like, a, a pretty popular mindset? Like, is this common? I, I would think so. I, you know, I can't speak for everyone. You know, I don't speak for all the, you know, right. all the uh, different right. branches and shit. Only, you know, really wrong for myself. But I think that's a, yeah, you know, wow. you're, the thought is, is that, you know, at any given moment, shit pops off. You're the one that has to go answer for it. And so when it's your time off, yeah, live. you know, live big time. And, you know, you got to exude that energy somehow. And it's not always good energy and different, you know, there's always a lot of different issues that kind of compound that. And, um, it just, it builds up and it, people behave in strange ways when wow. that happens. The, the amount of respect for military, I already have huge amount of respect, but it just even went up even higher just cause I can't imagine being in that mindset constantly. The same thing, like I, you know, pe people can say, oh, well that's not healthy or, you know, that's just part of the job or whatever, but put all that aside. That's fucking courageous. Like to keep going and knowing, knowing what you're doing, knowing that you're in that mindset. And maybe I, maybe I was the one that was right. wrong for believing that. Uh, and and I, I, I don't, I didn't believe this obviously, but it sounds like, you know, I'm saying, well, I was, you know, I, I thought they were too dumb to you know come to that realization. That wasn't the case at all, but I guess it's just hearing somebody that's former military say it, man, that's dicks. That's deep. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that's, um, I can't say that it's not a, a spot for, for some people. Some people aren't, there's no real structure for some, there, there's no, like no guaranteed structure when you're born. Like, so, you know, you really don't understand a background until you've lived it. And there's just, 
you know, there's some places where it wasn't required that you change your clothes at, at all. You just, right. if, if you did, you did, or, you know, you didn't really have access to, to food, you know, and, and so you really didn't have access to kind of not telling you what to do, but kind of giving you direction as to what you need to do to, in order to accomplish certain tasks or to even be goal oriented in that sense. Some people really thrive with that. Some people really need that. Some people love that direction and, and, you know, they, they do a lot of good things for this country and I, I'm, I'm all with it, but for like, for a lot of other people, it's just not, it's just not for like, for me, I could, there's no way I could have done a full career. And I like, I fuck with people so hard that they do that shit. Cause like, that's a, that's a fucking hard, that's a hard, I can't even imagine. But it, like, t- it takes a special person. And it takes I mean, a very, very a, special person to do that. And that's something that I think that is very underappreciated by everyone and not on purpose. And I think, but it's just, oh, man, I think the same, I think the same can go with law enforcement. But, I, t- I totally agree. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, like we were just sitting here talking about law enforcement earlier and it may sound like we we're bashing, but I have the utmost no, respect. Hell of, yeah. of course, there's a couple bad apples and, and whatnot, but uh, I mean, I, I have several friends who are in law enforcement. I have several family members who are in law enforcement. And these are the people that I truly would probably trust. If I had kids, I would trust my kids with them more than anything. Hell Yeah. You know, and, and, and you can't fault at the end of the day because, I mean, there are there are restrictions for certain reasons and they, there are yep. bad things that come that can come with, you know, with that. But uh, that's a stressful position to be put in daily and then to have to go back. And I well, not only that, but I mean, and, and going back to what you said earlier is at, at a young age, like our minds aren't really fully developed until we're like 25, 26, something yeah, like that. At least because that, that's what they're actually saying is like, that's the age that you should probably start smoking marijuana. Like, you know, probably try to avoid it if possible, or, you know, you know, stay on low key with it mm-hmm. until your brain's fully developed. And then and you so, can... and, and so we're at now asking 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20 year olds that, Oh, Hey, you know, come sign up for this. And by the way, get in that mindset that there's always a chance you're going to die. You're going to go and accept it. See, I think that and could that's, change. That's, it, it could. How so? How so? I, so like if you think there's countries like I th- I'm almost certain it was Norway or Sweden, one of those two where military service was mandatory. And you're like instantly you're like, fuck that. Like there's no. I'm, but it wasn't like a military service per se, but they would teach you different basic living life. You, every, there was that was the standard kind of 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 living you teach you how to bathe yourself not that your parents couldn't but then you could provide the civic service to your society that you lived in and they would teach them like you know firemen or obviously to defend themselves but useful proactive social service work that they would utilize themselves for instead of just solely basing their activities on self self-defense or you know whatever combat training you know let's say so they would actually go out and you know do other proactive civil thing. So, you know, maybe you would go, it'd be like the national guard or something like that. You look your local national guard that you'd go out and you'd, you'd go meet once every other week or something like that. And, or, and then maybe you'd meet once a month and do something for the city or some shit like that. Or if there was a fire, you were that you were required to go and shit like that. So in that sense, because it's required, it's it's like initially there's that hesitations where it's like, nah, I, I, I don't want to be fucking forced to do something but when you have that collective equal input from an entire society, that's when you can really get a better quality of life for everyone, which I, I think at the end of the day is what you really want. But it takes cohesive teamwork. 
and and sometimes that comes with sacrifice unwanted sacrifices yeah. yeah so this is a this is going to sound like an incredibly morbid question do you think a contributing factor even a very smallly to the high portion of military suicides can somehow be attributed not negatively not positively to that acceptance of death i don't know if there's ever like an acceptance it's like it's that constant facing it so Which, almost like if you constantly face it, you, it eliminates the fear a tiny bit or I'm, I'm digging for I'm, something and it sounds a lot worse than what I'm aiming for. I'm thinking it might, it, it could just put you in a bad headspace if that's constantly, sometimes, you know, it's not all about the sacrifice. Sometimes it really is just, I want to serve my country and I want to provide, that's, that's I'm, I'm out there, you know, doing my, <clears throat> doing my civic duty. Great. Um, you know, other people, you know, when they kind of come to face with that, that it's like, I might die or that I might have to pull the trigger or launch a missile or somehow take a life of someone else. That's where it's like, do I really want to do that? And can I do that? Will I do that? And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, mostly when you really, when you really look at the numbers, you know, I think it was through world war two or something like that. But it was only like a quarter of the soldiers actually ever only fired their weapons. The ones that had like the least amount of guilt were mortar fires because they just launch and forget. They, don't, they, 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 they didn't don't, see. They don't know where it's hitting. Yeah. There's no, right. Um, but to see it pull the trigger, there was guilt. And they were saying like even with drum pilots, there's that they sit and they think about it because they know I, that. There, there was an article posted. I came, I believe it was like MSN, but it had several interviews with people who were drone pilots former drone pilots who are suffering terrible PTSD. Yeah. I could see why, Absolutely. you know, and like, even though you're not in, but like, I don't know. It's just that headspace. And that's what the, that's the constant knowledge around you. Like you kind of underlying the business, like it's maintain control. And to, you know, whenever we would go over, it was like show of force. Like we're not here to do anything specific, but we're here and you know, we're here and, this is what we've got, and just just letting you know, like we're we're right here, we're right off your coast, we've got all our planes, like we're got all, you know, we're we're here, and and it was just like a presence thing, and it was like, it was a very, it was very like a, it, it had like a tone like set, like there's you know, I'm thankful we weren't over there for anything bigger, you know, we we were looking at launching sometimes, but nothing like. Uh, there was always like my biggest thing I always creeped out about was submarines until you hear it. You, you can't really explain it, but it, there's like this haunting whistle that sonar sounds like when it shoots off it's, it's sound and it goes and collects things. And it's like this, it's a really weird lullaby almost when you're in the bottom because you're, you're water level by the time you're down sleeping. Yeah. So, you know, there was a book I read about the USS Indianapolis that got torpedoed out in the Pacific and it got hit like midship. And I mean, it just shredded the fucking boat and everyone's out there like getting eaten by sharks a week later and shit like that. It was, a Oh my of, God. I remember that. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh. Because they still do an honor for that in Indianapolis yeah. every single year. Yeah, dude. Oh um, my gosh. So the, you know, and there's always like that. We went over, it would have been our second deployment. We were going over and we were riding around in the Mediterranean and we were doing it with the German Navy and the combat where I worked at, we got like an email one day and it was a picture of our boat from the sea line. And we're like, what, what the fuck is that? And we're like, that's, that's a picture of us from the sea line. 
there was a German submarine about 200 yards off our bow, and they took a picture of us, and we... Was it a friendly thing? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, like, hey, yeah. we just got this picture sent it over. Ha, yeah, ha, and it was ha, like, tee we yeah. see you. And it, that it, was it wasn't like, like World War II, like, hey, bitch, we see you. And that's one, like, but that's, no, and that was, it was a very, it was just between the boat, the, the boat and the sub and I, because we were working with the Hamburg, I think it was the Hamburg specifically, but it was like, you really don't that's know. That's a little eerie. Yeah. You don't know they're down there and they've got a lot of capabilities. And when you see the size of some of like those fucking torpedoes, like they're the length, they're the length of this fucking room or longer. They're huge. Yeah. They're fucking huge. And, um, you know, there's no I, last phone call. There's, Oh fuck. No, it's like, and if it's not, that was like, I always anticipated if we got hit, I was drowning. That was it. Like there was, I was getting like, there was going to be so much fucking shrapnel and metal, like twisted shit that I wasn't going to be able to get up out from underneath the sea line or that the water was going to rush in so quickly that they were going to have to seal off the compartment in order to prevent it from flooding everywhere else. So you're trapped down there to save the ship. Now is okay. And this is going to be another stupid question. Is there an orientation for anything like this where they tell you that? Yeah. Like where uh, they tell you like the situations like, Hey, this could happen. And this is what, if that happens, here's what's going to happen. Bye-bye boot camp, right at boot camp. Like they tell you that right at the, pretty much at the end of it. Like you go through this thing and like in mine, they, they called it battle stations. And you went through like this mock scenario where the ship's, fucking and they had like universal studios come in and build a mock ship inside wow. of this yeah and you go in there with like this crew and like they've got like a fucking room that's flooding and you're in there like hustling these fucking um like five inches in diameter and they're big shells that they fire off of those big ass guns on the front and and it was in like if it's flooding in a magazine you gotta try to lob those out so you try to just fucking one after another after another and they had one a ship that was over in it was over in the Gulf and I think it was the USS Cole and they were ported up in Yemen and they had a ship that came up alongside. They were waving, you know, acting all friendly and the second they got right alongside, they fucking detonated and blew up. And they had a fucking huge hole. I think it killed like thirteen sailors. But I mean it fucking mangled the side of that boat. That's one of those Split situations second. where and I obviously have nothing, no source to this, but I feel like if you're on the receiving end of that, it's just, you're done. Yeah. Like there, there's no, like, it's just. You, I that's can't. It. Yeah. Like that's damn. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. And I'm, you know, there's, everyone's got their stories. Thankfully, I don't have one. That's like, I, I don't, I don't have one like that. Thankfully, you know, you know, we had a fire and shit like that and, but nothing like it can be just as scary though nothing yeah when you're a couple hundred miles out to sea <laughs> it's yeah a, exactly uh, but you know it uh you know it's not like yeah that was just I, I guess that was always my thing was like that's that unseen can't see it and then there's that surprise attack where i didn't see i don't know like sometimes sometimes torpedoes they don't necessarily work by blowing up anything other than just displacing the water under the boat yeah so that Enough the weight to... cracks it in half um, but I, I just, yeah, that was always my fear. That was always the thing. And I, I couldn't smoke weed and oh man, I remember when we would go out. Yeah. We would go hard. <laughs> we were living. Speaking of like drugs in the military, like what's common, what's, a, what's allowed, what is, um, alcohol and cigarettes. That's about it. That's, I mean, anything that's, that's the only thing that's legal. Yeah. You know, they had a thing with spice when it first entered the market spice. 
No, we're yeah. not talking like ginger, are we? No, fuck no. Like What's that spice? they call it's uh synthetic marijuana. I always heard of it as spice. Some people have called it stevia, not stevia, not stevia or some shit like that. Because I've heard right. some of it called like stevia is a plant in and of itself that can kind of cause like hallucinations when you smoke it. But from my understanding, this was spice or K2 was like a synthetic type of marijuana that they it was a specific it was like a manufactured cannabinoid that they sprayed onto a flower type substance that might have been stevia that was supposed to mimic it but this shit would like fuck you up like put you into fucking like seizures and shit like that so it's not it's not one of those things that you're gonna you know hit the vape pin and go back to work boss Dude, like that meme you posted a couple no. of weeks ago you are tripping out like I, 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 do way, I don't know why that meme that you posted and i'll repost it after this episode dude that meme that you shared i don't know why but i went back and looked at it like five times and every time i just died back out of my because it's so absolutely true so okay but the spice like you're not you're not smoking a little feeling good and then going back to work like you're oh, you're done like it's ga- game over yeah no there's no way and so that that quickly became like off limits um kratom wasn't really widely popular back when when i had you know when i was in but i mean there's there's obviously there's always usage of you know illicit narcotics across the board you know from amphetamines barbiturates to you know just any kind of other shit but uh you know the legal drug you know there was always there was always abuse you'd, you'd see kind of every walk from you know every back alive you know and it just it was it was just a group of people and sometimes that's what people turn to to cope with um and that's that's one of the reasons we do this podcast is because we understand that yeah yeah we don't it's not an, i mean obviously you can take it too far you can take anything too far i mean shit i take pizza too far Hell yeah. And nobody's trying to ban that. And take religion too far. Thank God, you can take anything too yeah. far, and so yeah, it's uh, it's just yeah. I how big in in the military? I I would assume this would be the one would be the most difficult one. Psychedelics. I wasn't quite familiar. I know that mushrooms are pretty popular really? because they come up only as food poisoning. That, oh that's it. wow! Okay, you know? so it's an easy. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and other than just feeling a little weird and maybe acting a little funny. I got food poisoning. What do you want? That's really it. I mean, unless you do something completely irrational off the wall or illegal, you know, there's also not a lot of interest for, you know, some people are really just clean. It's not, it's not, it's not something they're interested in. They're not interested in altering their, their conscience or they're just, they're there to learn and be the best that I suppose that they can be in their mind. I imagine that would be incredibly difficult. Going back to the mindset that you said that a lot of the people in the military are in, to, you know, take that and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to forget about all that for the next eight hours and do some psychedelic. Like, I can't, um, that, those cannot mix. And just, sure. Like, it's some, um, because it's like you said, you know, even though you know the, the risk is probably pretty low, you're always, you got to be ready. Yeah. Because oh. other people's lives depend on it at that point. And so I, I can, I can definitely see where something that you can't manage other than like just psychedelics a- could be. But there, and there's so many, like, I'm thinking like immediately when you said that, like people's lives depend on, I think nurses and those on staff people that are always working, there's always the demand for that bedside, you know, that bedside care and shit like that. And there's, that's a hard demanding thankless job and shit like that for people that work in healthcare. And it's a, 
I mean, that's a really difficult one, especially because people, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm probably not going to be the most pleasant at the end of my days and I'm in bed and I'm just shitting and pissing myself and I've got bed sores. If I make it that far, I, I'm, you know, I'm not counting on, but let's just think long-term, you know, maybe I'm 103 and I'm there crusty as fuck. And, you know, I, I I'm going to want constant care all the fucking time. And I, I just don't think I'm going to be probably the most, and there's going to be people like my, you know, I, I would assume that if I were to like just replicate another random family that they come in and they want the best care for their family member and it's just never good enough. I don't want to get to that point. Like I would, I would rather go out on my own terms than to get to that mm-hmm. point where it's constant need of care. I couldn't do it. I, I Unless I've, I've got like some it. like, have you seen the fucking uh, Black Mirror episode where like they attach that shit? I think it's the San Fernando. I, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was some city, and it's uh, it's, it's some project. The the only Black Mirror episode I've ever watched is where the dude had to fuck a pig, uh, and I was good after that one. I was good. I was good. You know what? Great, great production value. I enjoyed the story. Great writing, but I'm good. No, like, just, yeah, no, no more. I, no I may story. revisit it at a later time, but please go on. Please go on. The one essentially is is that, um, you know, uh, to make a long story short, the way I guess that I could. Uh, surmise it is there is this thing that they can put on the side of your head that transport your conscience into a central computer system and inside this computer system is a simulation of reality that you would have been maybe when you were our age a little younger you know living life to your fullest no inhibitions you know you don't have to eat or you can but you're not hungry you don't have you know all that shit like all the all the stresses are gone away. You're in a simulation. Life's good now. Live it up. Party. And you can continuously do this forever. You're out of your body. You're in this fucking machine. The thing was, it was really, it was a really weird kind of way that they'd framed it in the episode. For instance, and I'll, I'll just, I'll spoil this one episode. Spoil it. For Don't you. worry. I'm not going back to there, it. There's the one, there was like these two gals that kept meeting at this space and they kept meeting at like different times in different generations. It'd be like 1985 and then you'd see both of them and they would have a good time. And then it'd be like 2013 and they would be the same age. It's the same bar, but different like age, you know? And she's like, well, we're so-and-so. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. Have you checked like 93? And, and so they're all looking. And so that's essentially it's, um, come to find out that one of the gals has been bedridden her entire life, has been a paraplegic or quadriplegic, hasn't been able to move, hasn't been able to talk, has been in her bed. She's in like her eighties now, but when she taps in her conscience and they soak her end up into this machine, she's Yeah. 24, 25, young, she has all her motor function skills and she's able to act and live perpetually, forever, and just do that in this computer. And it's just like, let's just say like Apple creates a fucking database of just conscious. And when you go, they take your conscious and they upload that motherfucker and there you are, you're part of the cloud now. And you live in... This in this in this case it was San Fernando or whatever the fuck it was, but it was like, that's true. Damn, that's a crazy fucking thought. Like, yeah, I, I and so, you know what's well, an even crazier fucking thought? Was that 
How do you know you're not doing it right now? Motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, there are the mo- some of the most prominent. I, I don't know where I stand on this issue, but some of the most prominent people, scientists, including Elon Musk, say it's very likely we are in a simulation. In a simulation right now. So does that mean, like, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. So are both of us simulations and we're both recognizing one another? I or would assume so. Am I? Okay. I would assume, it, like, the only way, like, my small mind can comprehend it is that if it's, like, a giant, more advanced version of The Sims. Fuck yeah. And then we're on that microscopic Sims level just out but here. May, like, but maybe they, whoever's up there... You know, in in the matrix or whatever. I guess we'd be in the matrix outside of the matrix. Like maybe they have some kind of technology where we can't actually make our decisions. Maybe maybe it's like South Park. How about that callback? Where oh, it's all just a giant reality TV fuck. show. Yeah, you wouldn't think that deer and antelope were put on the same planet just naturally. <laughs> That's fucking absurd. This gentleman at eight o'clock. It's everyone's favorite show. Earth. It's been 100 Galgamars since we first took species from 17 different planets and put them all together on the same planet. They've fought, fallen in love. What will happen this Galgamar? Tune in Janamon today to find out. It's Earth on Fungo. Oh my God! What another great episode! Oh jeez, <laughs> we'd like you in the shape of a of a taco that poops ice cream. <laughs> But no, this uh, this simulation thing, like what you were talking about, like in re- like I don't think we're far off from that. Like that may be a Black Mirror episode, but like that's coming. Look where we are in gaming. I mean, yeah. the virtual reality that we have in gaming, just over the short amount of time, based on a human history, like based on human history, like we've only had like video games for thirty years out of the you know what is it like I don't know like a hundred thousand years that humans or Neanderthals human have been history. like walking the earth are probably. Like, like that, that is just like a tiny, 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 tiny fraction. Like if we take that fraction and, you know, and say like, okay, that same amount of period, where are we going to be? Like, that's not far like off. 50 years. And like, that, and uh, it's obviously something, any kind of VR is something you have to be uh, very careful with, but I can't imagine a situation like what you literally just described from this episode. That's therapy to make somebody want to stay alive yeah like i want to be a part of that and oh that was part of the question it's like so do you want to die as you know humans have the past eternity or do you want to join the new generation of post-mortem life in a computer and so the confliction was is do i join my husband and my daughter who are you know deceased and passed before me or do i go and join a new life as a young 25 year old and live forever. How do you know that option number one doesn't give you a new life? I find that that's the question. Oh, I man. don't know either. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to sit here bum, and claim bum, to bum, know. Bum. It's Ooh, wild. Man, this is some good stoner talk right here. <laughs> wow. fuck it. And you know, I can't imagine the fucking mind that came up with that shit. And then was like, I got to put that on paper and make a show about that shit. Like when I see that, like there's someone out there that it was thinking like, Ooh, but could you imagine if we could upload our conscious? Like, <laughs> well, Elon Musk is literally working on something right uh, now. Yeah, dude. Like he's literally working on that project right now that would connect man and machine. Elon Emperor the Third. Elon Emperor, and he he loves his marijuana too. I mean, I don't want to say loves it. He did it one time, and then NASA investigated him as if you know this was the biggest crime in the world. Oh my God, Elon Musk smoked a joint on a uh, podcast. Oh fuck me, what are we gonna do? He lost. Like, they say that he always loses every time he does something like that. That he loses all this value, but he has so much notoriety and so like, much attention when he does something that's so controversial like that. That it always, like in the end, 
jacks up his value yeah. even more. Okay, this guy has a he, he has created spaceships that go into you know the upper atmosphere and into space, and then can land on a fucking dime. Like, is weed really the thing that we need to be focusing on? Not if, this, about if this guy's smoking weed, the only thing I want to know is what strain and when can I get it. <laughs> Eli got that space weed. Oh, yeah, he does. You know he's growing that shit on Mars right now. He's like, we're going to go to Mars, dude. Literally and hypothetically. Space travel is going to be cool, man. I'm excited. I don't know if, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'll, I'll be alive for the uh, interplanetary travel. Um, I think we're going to have hotels in space within 10, 15 years. Oh, dude, that's a fuck. It is. It'd be awesome, but you know it's going to cost like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, just right off the bat. But I mean, the to do something like say I was one of the first people to spend the night and like I was one of the first humans in history. Like even if you're like the hundred thousand. Oh, compared to every human that's yeah, ever lived. Yeah, I, I spent a night in fucking space. Like get at me, big flex. Yeah, if that oh was ever a, a, an opportunity, I think I would seize that. Have until to. I, you have to. I, I think anybody has to. I don't. I, I would. Um, I would say it is actually a very high percentage of people that would accept that offer rather than turn it down. I would say it's like 80%. You definitely want to do that. Well, it's kind of scary thinking about attaching yourself to a big old flaming, you know, flaming piece of metal. But uh, the, just the, the, you know, what really scares me though, is that like a fucking pea sized rock going 14,000 miles an hour could hit something and rip that whole month. Like just like, fuck all that yeah. up like little tiny particles yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's radiation just going through your body even if you're in a spaceship up there it's, it's just like uh, getting at you there's a documentary on netflix that is about one of the guys who actually went up and spent a year in space just to see how his body would do he's a twin oh um, john kelly yes john kelly he's got a great book out by the way in the documentary it's like uh i think it's like eight or something episodes like 13 minutes a piece on Netflix oh, and it kind of talks about the whole journey of leading up to how, you know, went there. And, okay. Uh, it, it's just absolutely fascinating. And when he came back, he was not the same person from almost like a physical standpoint. Really? I don't want to spoil anything. I highly recommend people go watch it. Um, it's really fascinating and it gives a lot of insight and I'm glad that I believe, yeah, it was, I'm glad that NASA did this since somebody up there to see, you know, Hey, you know, before we send somebody on a six month mission to Mars where they're never going to probably come back, like, let's maybe see how this affects people in space. Just how you behave. Yeah, because I don't even know the length of time it takes to get to Mars from the U.S. So um, right the now, US, with the tech, the, the Earth. The last I heard, the technology we had is about six months, but they, they all, they're working on, by, they say that by the, or from what I've heard, again, I'm an idiot. So, um, by Smart the, man, though. Whatever. <laughs> by the time, like, when we're actually ready to send people yeah. there, it's going to be like three months. That's what Damn. I've heard. I don't okay. know how much truth is to right. it. But right. I think like right now it's like at like five or six months with the technology that we have. Three months just okay. Well, I mean that's that's not as bad. I thought it was a lot longer than that. But yeah, how do, how does your body and, and so that's another thing. No gravity. Like, like you like they have to, like they have the exercise machines, the treadmills up there. Like they have to use it or else they will lose literally bone density. Oh, because it's all there's no there's no need for it. Right. There's no I, I, I I'm sure it's probably if you look it up. It's got to be a one-way mission, doesn't it? I mean, for I the think first especially couple of this groups, early yeah. on. Hell this yeah. early on. I think unless there was a way that, that we could find nuclear, reusable nuclear energy that, like, I'm just trying to think of something like a fucking, let's say like a kilo of fucking nuclear material that you could use and split, and that would be enough 
to get you there and then the waste would be enough to get back or some type i don't think liquid fuel or propellant the way that we've got right now would be enough for it to get there and get back i think yeah it'd just be a one-way and to fill it up we're just we're packing this bitch full and we're sending you to mars and we'll see you there and um i hope to have the next the next uh the next one coming here soon after you know i would you do it uh that's a tough one um if you knew it was a one-way mission a one-way mission if i knew that the human race absolutely depended on it and it was absolutely imperative that i go of course but they may you never know they may need some of that good stuff up there on mars oh man let me tell you i don't know delivery of a lifetime I just, I can't, I don't know, man. That's a hard because you, you literally give up everything that you know to go start everything, something. There's no Wi-Fi out there. Uh, well, I'm not Wi-Fi. Would it like, matter? Uh, you like, fuck. well, even the communication, uh, there's a massive delay. Mm-hmm. You it's asked a question for a fucking response or some shit. I like mean, it's that. like, it's like the 1980s. Like you ask a question, you got to wait for a response uh, instead of just instantaneous text and email. Humans are fucking smart, though. Let me tell yeah, you, like, yeah. when you actually put that shit into, like, perspective, is to be able to, like, even, like, the, the, the Curiosity rover that's out there and even the, the fucking, uh, the satellites that we've, we've launched out to send to the edge of the fucking solar yeah, system. Yeah, out there. Like, it's literally interstellar space now. Take fucking pictures, like, visually, and then to send it back in binary code or just numbers and then to have that all, like, I, it's just fucking, it's cool as shit. And, uh, you know, I like to think that there are aliens out there and I'm excited for one day, maybe 500. I'm hoping that that fucking Tesla that's up there floating around with space with Starman in it is, it doesn't like burn up in an atmosphere somewhere on like Jupiter, but like somehow ends up at like the horseshoe nebula or what was the one that fucking Bob Lazar was saying that people were coming from? I can't. Oh my God. Um, uh, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's, but on the do- I, it's on the documentary I, 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 on Netflix. Great documentary. Highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. Um, if you don't know, Bob Lazar, he was the guy who was, uh, quote-unquote, supposedly. I, I tend to believe him, at least from this. He was employed at Area 51 and supposedly worked on like uh, on, a, on an actual unidentified flying saucer and saw like six other models of them. And he actually predicted that element. He, he, well, he, he worked on element 115, called it back in the 90s. Everyone said he was wrong. And then, like, uh, what, 20 years later now, it's actually an element Here on the periodic table. Yeah. So uh, there, there's obviously some truth to what he's telling, but go check out that documentary because, yeah, he says they come from like some kind of, um, was it like Sirius, Sirius or I, I, I don't remember what star system. I remember him, yeah. I remember it saying that it had two suns. Um, so it's obviously one that's, I would say, relatively close within a couple however many light years, but it was the nearest one to us. It was supposed to, but yeah, like I just, I, w- I would like to think about like that just sometime down in the near future, maybe after the human race has long and burned herself up from our terrible, selfish actions. Um, oh, that's coming soon. Uh, <laughs> they come back. They're like, there's a fucking, there's a, a humanoid prototype dummy sitting in this fucking machine, just flo- floating in fucking, not like nothing like just just space just empty fucking dark matter like just it's fuck it just blows my mind that it's out there i, I get a kick out of that i think it's fucking awesome well it's it's funny i i, I sent you a text last night 
because I was watching a documentary on it. And one of the things that they actually said is we literally 100% factual have more evidence for UFOs than we do for black holes. <laughs> and that kind of took me back for a second. I was like, we know black holes are a real thing. We've observed them. You know, we've studied them for years and years. So to say that we have more evidence towards unidentified flying objects, like that's, that's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> pretty fucking creepy. It's kind of, it's kind of a mixture of everything. I don't know how to take that. And, but like, it's so like, I don't know. Does that come from the, uh, vast amounts of videos and sightings and, um, good question. And things like, oh, or just like logs. Like I was really uh, the, uh, Tom DeLong from Blink 182, his, his UFO search and thing. Like he even came, I think he was the one that had it pushed to where it was like, even like, uh, old Navy fighters that were in their jets that were like, there's like this crazy shit. I think you sent me the video. Like this thing's not fucking. He actually, um, actually his company just got a contract with the United States military to go over material. That's fucking that he awesome. supposedly has. Like, okay, <clears throat> let's go back. Put yourself in 1996 for a second. Bill Clinton gets in the office. He says, you know, if there's if there's UFOs, if there's if there's aliens walking around, they sure didn't tell me about it. Now, at that time, if I had said to you, yeah, but the guy from Blink 182 is gonna show us all. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and now this guy is one of legitimately the leading experts in the field. Oh, they're fucking making his way. Act your age again. You're fucking timeless. Tom Act your age again. You're fucking out here doing your shit, dude. <laughs> Unlocking the deep mysteries of this fucking planetary system. All the small things just kind of. <laughs> That's fucking cool though, man. I, I don't know. I, I think it would be neat within the lifetime to find. But so like, I've, I've also heard the argument that like mushrooms are an alien, like a species of alien. I've heard the same about marijuana, THD, um, that it, that, you know, it's actually like some kind of alien plant. I, I, mushrooms. I 100% believe it. <laughs> like, like if, if they came and said, yeah, mushrooms, we don't know where the fuck they're from, but they're not from earth. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, like, that 100% sounds, sounds completely, completely real. I fucking believe that. All right. We got to get out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us until next time, everyone. <laughs>